electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the keynote by CNBC Events. I'm Tyler Matheson, and on this podcast, we bring you in-depth, candid conversations with executives, experts, and thought leaders. Today, you'll hear from Janice Bowdler, the U.S. Treasury's first-ever counselor for racial equity. She joined my colleague Elon Moy at CNBC's Equity and Opportunity Forum on March 10th, 2022, to talk about stepping into the newly created role, fueling the growth of small business, and making the economy work better for communities of color. Here's their fascinating conversation. I want to start by asking you about your title, Counselor for Racial Equity. As Sharon mentioned, you're the first person to ever have this job, ever to hold this title. What does it mean? What is your role at the department? First ever Counselor for Racial Equity, it's incredibly humbling. You know, from day one, racial equity has been a priority for the Biden-Harris administration, and for good reason, because the failure to invest in communities that have been underserved is money left on the table. It's a drag on our national economy. And that's just one of the reasons why it's so important for the Treasury Department. Secretary Yellen has been clear on this point, that the economy has not worked well for communities of color for black, Latino, AAPI, and native communities. And I think we can all agree that it's a moral issue, but it is also an economic issue. If we don't act, we're not gonna be able to realize our shared vision of economic growth and recovery. I feel like, Janice, for many years after the Great Recession, people talked about inequality in terms of wealth accumulation, how many people were being left out of the recovery. Now we're seeing inflation as one of the key challenges of this economy. And now I'm hearing folks talk about inflation inequality, where the lowest income households and often, too often, communities of color are feeling the brunt of higher prices more than the rest of society. What do you think about that? What are the ways that Treasury can help buffer that pain? Yep. Our goal is to create an economy where everybody can reach their full potential, where everybody can live financially secure. And my job at Treasury is really to leave no stone unturned to try to create that more fair economy. The way that we are going to do this really, as you said, is by recognizing and centering the needs of the most vulnerable, those that are at greatest risk of being left behind. And we know that Black, Latino, AAPI native communities, also rural communities, those impacted by climate change, that's where we see the greatest amount of risk. So we have to start there. We have to be making investments around the most vulnerable. And that's what Treasury has been doing. That's where we're going to see the greatest return on investment. What are the best ways that you all have found to reach out to communities that maybe um, have not had that relationship with the Treasury Department, with the government previously? Yeah, I'm so glad you asked this question because I think this is one of the things that this Treasury Department is really doing differently thanks to the vision of Secretary Yellen. So let me mention two things. 
you know, really important to designing and building a racial equity agenda is getting proximate. We have to get close to communities that are experiencing challenges. That's where we're gonna find a lot of solutions. We just have to put the fuel behind what people know it works for their communities. So two ways that we're doing that. First, the Treasury created an Office of Community Engagement that has created an open door to have more transparency and create a feedback loop for community and business leaders to come in and share real-time feedback on how Treasury is impacting their communities. People might not realize, but the department is responsible for administering more than a trillion dollars of recovery funds to community, businesses, families that have been affected by COVID-19. So it's important as we do that, that we're thinking about black and brown communities that we know historically have been slower to recover during times of economic downturn. Can you tackle these initiatives mm -hmm. with the current funding that you have. You know, I cover Congress. I know that the fight to get funding from, uh, from lawmakers can be a challenging one and sometimes an uphill battle. Do you need money, more money, in order to reach the goals that you've set out? Well, certainly the president has put forward an ambitious agenda um, in Build Back Better. I think there's always more that we can do. But our focus right now, as I mentioned, a trillion dollars is really important. And that is real relief that is flowing to families, helping them keep in, uh, stay in their homes, helping to build businesses. In fact, right now, we're in the middle of supporting states who are standing up the state small business credit initiative. That is going to provide guarantees, loan dollars, equity investments to really fuel the, the growth of small businesses on the ground. And I'm really proud that there's a special focus in that program on socially and economically disadvantaged individuals who are trying to grow and maintain their business. I think there's real progress to be made in these programs. And a lot of people don't know that Treasury is out there working in their communities like this. Support for this program is provided by Chevron. Demand for energy is projected to continue rising in the future. To help keep up, Chevron is increasing their U.S. oil and gas production, and they're innovating to help do it responsibly across their operations, including their Gulf of Mexico facilities, which are some of the world's lowest carbon intensity operations, helping supply energy that's affordable, reliable, and ever cleaner. That's energy in progress. Learn more at chevron.com slash meeting demand. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You've worked in the private sector now as well as in the government sector. What are the ways that the two sides can work together? What are some of the, I guess, ways that you're reaching out to private industry to say, hey, you can be a partner in this and you can help as well? Yeah, absolutely. I mentioned uh, all the relief dollars that we're putting out on the street. Within that, more than $20 billion is going to community finance partners. Think community banks, CDFIs, nonprofit loan funds to fuel community projects, 
health care centers, child care centers, affordable housing, and of course, small businesses. That investment can be leveraged by the private sector, and we're hoping that they're going to come in and align, and, uh, align their investments in a way that's going to create a force multiplier in communities that have long been starved of resources. I can't emphasize this enough. This is where we are going to see our biggest return on investment, by directing dollars to places that have historically been underserved. And we know that that includes a lot of communities of color. What do you hear from business leaders, uh, from CEOs, or even others in Washington when you bring this message to them? Are people uh, prioritizing this in the same way the Treasury Department is? Or do you find some skepticism about whether or not these targeted initiatives are really needed? No, I think we're seeing a lot of receptivity. I mean, look, I think forums like this are really important. As we get further and further from the racial reckoning that was uh, inspired by the really tragic murder of George Floyd, it's possible that people start to forget that this uh, fades into the rearview mirror. And it takes all of us to remember that uh, problems that are rooted in our history of structural racism and a legacy of policies that have left black, brown, AAPI, native communities out of, of uh, policies that have built the middle class, we're not going to change that in just a day. But it's why it's so important that federal agencies take on these barriers um, and this legacy head on and why we need the private sector to come along with us. I think that message resonates and people want to work together to make action happen. So these are some really big goals and you've been in the job for five, maybe six months. What is your measure of success when you um, look at the end of the year or when you set those markers or milestones for yourself? How will you know if you've succeeded, if the department has succeeded? Well, like I said, the goal, the North Star here is to create an economy where everybody has a chance to reach their full potential and live financially secure. And I think we're going to get there when we can see more communities of color building their own businesses, when we see investment flowing into their neighborhoods. I'm really proud that part of this initiative is measuring our success and having a strong feedback loop so that we can continue to understand the extent to which we're really reaching our goal and make changes where we need to. But at the end of the day, our measure of success is are families able to move up the economic ladder? Are they able to reach their potential? Are they able to live financially secure lives? What about trust? There has been a lack of trust in Washington, a lack of trust in government, and the pandemic really exacerbated um, America's view of our public institutions. How do you start to rebuild that, mm -hmm. especially with communities of color? Yeah, proximity matters. So we can't just confine ourselves to the four walls of our institutions or frankly to the Washington Beltway. We have to get out into communities and listen to people closest to the problem. I think that's not only how we're going to come up with the really big solutions and the most effective solutions, it's also how we're going to rebuild trust. And the programs that Treasury is responsible for administering, for example, the state and local fiscal relief funds, really give states, localities, counties 
a lot of flexibility to map the needs in their communities and align dollars and resources to meet those needs. I think those kinds of programs bring us a little bit closer together and help to rebuild some of that trust. That was Janice Bowdler, Counselor for Racial Equity at the U.S. Treasury Department. She joins us at CNBC's Equity and Opportunity Forum on March 10, 2022. The keynote is produced by the CNBC events team. Don't forget to rate and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can also visit CNBCEvents.com to learn about upcoming events and how you can join us. I'm Tyler Matheson. Thanks for listening. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.